Talk Back Matters from the Salvos. But now I find that I don't want to walk without the sunshine. In the news recently, there was an alarming story that said home invasions were on the rise because our homes are more and more like fortresses these days, so offenders just force their way in when we're home. But Australian statistics show that it's not the case. The commander of Robbery and Serious Crime Squad, Detective Superintendent Luke Moore, explains that we don't need to be alarmist, just alert. I guess we just need to um, clarify what we're talking about. Uh, when we talk about home invasions, we're talking about a... Um, people breaking into a, a, a home uh, when people are present and uh, and when there's a usually a, a confrontation. Thieves may break into a house in the middle of the night and steal property uh, with the homeowners being uh, in bed asleep, for example, yeah. uh, but there's no confrontation. Uh, it's it's that, that element of breaking into the house and then there being some type of confrontation that we would uh, classify as a home invasion. Right. So what are the stats then? Well, long term, the, the, the trends in breaking and entering and robbery, which, which are the two elements of, of what we're talking about, are certainly um, trending down uh, and quite significantly down across the state. It's probably fair to say, though, that at, at various times we have some spikes in, in, in these types of offences and indeed all types of offences. And I think if, um, if you look at the statistics that the uh, Bureau of Crime Statistics uh, release, um, most major categories of crime are falling and have been falling for some time and, and others are steady. But the two types that we're looking at here, breaking and entering and robbery, uh, are certainly significantly down over a long period of time. I've seen news stories about how when a victim has fought back, they've found themselves in court for the way that they've defended themselves during the attack. Look, the law is fairly clear in that um, a person has a right to defend themselves and to defend their home. But what the law says is that the amount of force that somebody uses in doing that has to be proportionate. So how far can a person go in self-defence? There's no, there's no clear-cut um, uh, rule as to you know, exactly the type of force or the, the amount of force that can be used. As I said, it's got to be proportionate to the threat. Um, you can do whatever it takes to prevent yourself being harmed. Um, and whatever means necessary to protect your property. But what people would need to keep in mind, that once a threat has subsided, then the, the use of ongoing force, yes. once that threat has been subsided, um, you know, that may be considered disproportionate. Yes, yes. How can we protect ourselves in our own home? It's highly unlikely, and it's becoming less and less likely, that somebody will find themselves in this situation. But there's a few basic things that, that can prevent um, an incident like this happening. Um, our advice would be to people is that even when they're home, to keep uh, doors and windows locked at all times. It's up to the individual person, but they may want to consider installing an alarm system and security lighting. These measures are more about preventing uh, a possible uh, attack. If uh, an offender comes up to a house and the, and the security lights all of a sudden come on or they see an alarm system, then then, then that target is less and less attractive. Right. And in the extremely unlikely situation that somebody uh, is confronted by somebody in their home, our strong advice is, is not to confront them. We would advise people to comply with any demands that are made if they're in that situation and uh, facilitate that person getting out of their house and removing the threat as soon as possible, but do not confront them. What about for women who are in a vulnerable position? Because they won't want to, they won't want to comply, you know what I mean? Of course not. Oh, if, you're talking about a different, um, if you're talking about a different motive to... Um, 
to you know just to property theft. Um, yeah. Then yes, I, I see where you're going with that that idea of using whatever force you need to, but also um, raising the alarm as as soon as possible. So you know, shouting, screaming, um, you know, where where that's possible. Yeah. But violent confrontation sometimes may be necessary, but uh, it's certainly not we we would advise if there is any other way out of it. What are the legal implications of if you mace somebody in protection? Well, uh, mace is not legal in New South Wales. What about the rest of Australia? I'm not aware of it uh, being uh, legal in, in other jurisdictions. Right. So, you know, that, that may be a consideration if it was used. So, Right. Tell me, with senior citizens, for health reasons, they have, like, something on their wrist which uh, sends an alarm back to the hospital. Is there something like that that women could have? Yeah, look, if, if somebody's feeling that they need that extra level of security, there are a number of uh, commercially available options um, out on the marketplace, from a basic uh, an alarm that sets off a, you know, a very loud uh, noise when it's activated, to electronic systems that that uh, send messages to alarm monitoring companies who would then uh, immediately notify emergency services to, to get that response going. And they, they you know, there's, um, there's pendant alarms or, or as you say, wrist um, the items that are worn on the wrist that, right. that can be obtained commercially. And this is a real problem too, with the amount of, the level of scamming that is happening in this country. What about when people pose as legitimate people with ID and so you think, oh, okay, that person's from such and such, when in fact it's all been prefabricated and they use that to get entrance? Yes, um, you're right that that is something that does pop up from time to time and is a problem. My advice to people would be to not to uh, open their doors or to use security latches um, if, they, if they're uh, not sure who it is at the door or they don't recognise the person. We would also advise people, particularly if you're not expecting somebody who representing, whether it's a, uh, a government agency or a company, to, to arrive at your front door, um, first of all, to uh, really validate that identification. So, first of all, if people aren't... Uh, wearing or showing identification to demand identification uh, before you would let them anywhere near inside your house. And if you still have suspicions, um, you could always um, ask to ring a, a contact point, uh, ring the head office to, to verify who this person is before you let them in. Yeah, that's a great idea, isn't it, to call someone to ask for a phone number so they can verify that. Yeah, and, and even go to the extent of uh, you know looking it up in the phone book rather than taking a number that you're given. Yes, yes. To be able to verify it. But ultimately, if, you, if you're not satisfied, uh, just refuse them entry. And I know it sounds very alarmist, but we do have to look at this. It is, it's a fact of what's happening today, but uh, I don't think people need to be of a mind that, that it's more and more likely than it used to be that, that this is going to happen to them. Luke, thanks for your time. You're welcome. Detective Superintendent Luke Moore, Commander of Robbery and Serious Crime Squad. And if you've ever been a victim, remember God will strengthen you with power through his spirit. And you can always talk to someone at the Salvos Care Line by calling 1300 3636 22. And let's never forget that our God is much bigger than anything that comes against us. Like in Genesis 28 when God said to Jacob, I will always be with you and watch over you no matter where you go. Cause I don't want to walk without you, no sir. You're listening to Light and Life from the Salvos.